We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heapy Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas. And not with me today, producer co-founder Brian Goins. Brian is doing married people things. Brian has got married last Saturday uh, during the Game 3 loss to the Celtics. So clearly, Brian has to get divorced if he cares about <laughs> any of us in any substantial way. Uh, but instead, that laughter you hear, we'll get to him later. We have our professional Photoshopper and anime lover, Brass Jazz. What's up, everybody? We have our professional screw-up who's on mute, Alex Toledo. Yep. And joining us on the program, friend of the show, homie, longtime listener slash guest, Rohad Nankarni. How's it going, everybody? We're doing great. How, thanks was, for coming on, man. That was man. your best attempt at pronouncing it. I've was. been practicing was... in front of the mirror. And my I've name? been scared. Yeah. I, How'd I do? You did okay. It's really not that bad. One day, one day we'll get on the phone. I feel bad because, like, I respect. Like, by the way, Rohan is the best. I was thinking about this like right before we got on. Rohan's the best feature writer on the Heat, right? Like nobody writes about the Heat like Rohan. Like nobody's doing it better 
nowhere. I mean, Nikias and Cooper Moorhead kind of do more X's and O stuff. But in terms of features, this is nobody doing it as well as Rohan right now covering the Heat. Well, thank you so much for that. I, I don't know about any of that, but I appreciate it. It's um, true, I, man. That last piece you did on Goran was magnificent, outstanding. Well, Check that out from Sports Illustrated. Goran was awesome. I have a Heat Beat exclusive for you guys, by the way. I have a Heat Beat hey. exclusive for you guys. Oh, okay. I'm ready. At the end of my conversation with Goran, I said, please don't lose to the Celtics. And he said, we got you. So there oh. we go. There we go. Heat yes. Beat exclusive. Let's go. Um, uh, boom. You know, he's great. Uh, he's awesome. It really is. As long as the the... The Heat are always good about having players who are interesting, so that makes my job easy. I, I kind of think it's interesting. Like they have I, something that I thought was weird, and, and like what we're going to do here today is we're going to get a little tepid check on the series, Eastern Conference Finals between the Heat and the Celtics. I was kind of I I don't normally listen to Bill Simmons, but I was kind of curious as to what he was going to say after the game two loss. Going behind and enemy I, lines, I like. It. I was going. I, to be honest with you, I just wanted Celtic tears. I just wanted. I just wanted to hear. <laughs> I know Celtic that feeling. Exactly. I know that feeling. Yeah, I was like, what's going on over here? And he had Jackie McMullen on, uh, who Jackie McMullen, who's covered the league for a long time, says something really kind of, I thought was weird and off, off like for Riley. She's like, yeah, Pat doesn't really go for a certain type of guy. Like, there's not really a personality type that Riley likes to go after. And I thought about it and I was like, I can kind of see where she's going because like guys like LeBron or whatever are, are really different than Jimmy Butler. But I think there's a, there's a certain guy that Riley wants and it's like Jimmy Butler. It's Gordon Dragic. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? I actually thought the same thing, and I thought uh, Bill Simmons was onto something there. They want people with a certain mindset. They want people. I mean, they, the Spo has said it a million times now. We're not for everyone, right? That's something that they push over and over again, and, and that by default almost means that they're looking for a certain type of person, someone who's willing to buy in, somebody who doesn't need to be convinced that what they're doing is the right way to do things. So I, I definitely think, listen, are they willing to make exceptions? Yes. Every single sports franchise in the world is willing to make exceptions for talent. You know, the Heat obviously made exceptions for LeBron. They've probably been willing to make some exceptions for Jimmy Butler. I don't think Dwayne Wade was running his conditioning test uh, his final year <laughs> in the league. I'd be really surprised if he was. So, you know, do they make exceptions? Certainly. But I, I do think that they're whether they have it written out somewhere or not, they, they definitely have an idea of the kind of person who's going to work well for them. Yeah. I mean, I, so I, I mean, to me, that kind of stuck out a lot. Um, and read Rohan's work on sports illustrated and everything he's doing. So I kind of want to get into the nuts and bolts of what we're seeing this series. Um, I think after three games, it's kind of weird because I still don't think we know who the like better team is. I know some Celtic fans are saying like, oh, you know, the Heat are better, this and that. And people like David Duvore and other Heat fans are kind of like concerned or whatever. I think that due to contrary belief in Twitter discourse, uh, Gordon Hayward significantly changes the series. If not for anything, not even because he kind of hurt the zone or whatever, just because there's no semi Ojale who for the Easter Conference Finals is a minus 21 when he's on the court and a plus three when he's off. So the Celtics are outscoring opponents by three points when he's off the court, and when he's on the court, the Celtics are getting outscored by 21 points per 100 possessions. Just a side Uh, note, a side note. If you can say Semi Ojale, I mean, you seriously, can say Nakarni. There not we go. Wow, that. he nailed it. He nailed Ojale, it. Yeah, I mean, is easy because it's just like the same vowel like, over it's and over. Again. Spanish, right? I'm just. Ojale. I can't spell Ojale. Sorry, Listen, Ojale, continue. Ojale, continue. I have to like copy and paste Ojale's name. I can't spell Ojale. You kidding me? You think I can spell Semi Ojale? Can't, Ojale? can't spell. Thank you. Your Thank name, you, Rastras. But just go, go. <laughs> well, Rohan, I kind of want to get like. 
I, I, I don't know if you were involved in that the morning after game three, but there was like a lot of people arguing of Gordon Hayward's impact. And I was like, man, Sebi Ojale doesn't have to play. That's a win for them. Yeah, I think you, first of all, it's Rohan. I'm just going to throw that out there since we are doing a lot of name pronunciation <laughs> on this podcast. Rohan. Yes, but I will say. Well, I, said, I said Rohan. Yeah. Is that what yeah. I do? It's okay. Yeah, it's over okay. Okay. I got you. Rohan. <laughs> trying to whitewash his name. We're I, learning I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of Hayward's impact. It doesn't even have to be what he does individually in a given game. The fact that he can take minutes away from the Ojales of the world, the Romeo Langfords of the world. Romeo Langford, can we talk about how unprepared he was to play in a playoff game? Poor guy, man. I think he was shocked as everyone on Twitter. He came in, he got hurt right away. Like that man was not loose. That man was not ready to go. <laughs> yeah, but in terms of Gordon Hayward, he doesn't have to be a 25 point per game, Gordon Hayward. As long as he's soaking up minutes away from some of Boston's, you know, lesser talented wing players and and soaking up the attention of the defense, as long as he's on the floor, regardless of how effective he really is, he's going to get more attention from the Heat defense than someone like a semi And I think that's where his impact lies, at least right now. I, he looked pretty good in game uh, three. I, I don't think that he was spectacular by any means, but he, he doesn't look like a liability certainly so i definitely think that it's a, a big piece for boston wow. moving forward i mean i was going to say the same thing that uh hayward definitely i mean he, it's not like he had a great game like you guys said but at the end of the day it just gives them somebody else out there who not only can help beat the zone but it helps them go small and that lineup didn't do good all season for them but the heat really didn't beat it when it was out there in game three right and, and we know Right, like there was a lot of sloppiness involved in Game Three. A lot of people want to act like it's really just effort, but the Hayward thing does matter for sure. I think it definitely, like the margins were already kind of slim, the margins for error, and I think this just kind of makes it slimmer. I think it's when they throw out that lineup, it's now on the Heat to kind of come come out of Game Four and have the adjustments for that because they did not prove to me in Game Three that they can beat that lineup. I'm not saying, you know, it'll keep being like that for the rest of the series, but now the onus is on them, and I think that's kind of going to be a a theme going forward. Not only that, Hayward gives them another good defender. And again, with the shooting, it's a defender you could throw on there and not worry about his his offensive impact. Like he's going to be out there. He's going to make solid, uh, you know, reads on the floor. He's not going to lose the game for you. And I just think kind of now they're going to be shortening their rotation, right? Like there's going to be less Robert Williams and Ennis Kanter at the five. They're just going to stick to Grant Williams as probably their back of five. Hayward and no semi Ozile. So they're almost doing their own you know, take out Myers and none and make our defense better. They're in their own version of that. I think right now this is the Celtics' best version of themselves and, and this series is going to be hard from here on out. Sure. I think I think a lot of it is just how people were framing um, Hayward coming back. I think they, you know, I mean, he's making $32 million. You know, yes, of course. I mean, you're, you'd be you'd be idiotic to say that he didn't, that he's didn't or is not going to make an impact in the series. He absolutely is. But I don't think, you know, I don't, I, I also think that if he didn't play that game, I mean, Celtics were, they were, they just came out swinging in that game. Um, and that was inevitably going to happen in a game three. Um, I, but I think Hayward also can be a lot better than he was too. So yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's, a, he's a real factor going forward for sure. Didn't the heat miss like 12 straight threes at some point? It was like a stretch where they missed like that's their like game, right? They, they take so many, like it's gonna them. happen, right? They had open shots though. Yeah, especially with a guy like Jay Crowder, who, by the way, uh, I'm obligated to say is a mediocre three point shooter. Okay, I just I, I throw that out there, Good. folks. I'm 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 sticking to this. Jay Crowder is the regression is coming. This was a regression game. 
I'm doing this for the fans. Um, that's they don't defend him like a shooter. That's the other thing that I think is kind of interesting because they they really leave him, and, and so did the Bucks, and so did the Pacers. He has not been defended as a shooter, and that's been kind of a big reason why Miami's had a lot of offensive success because they kick it out to him every time, and he's he's like doesn't money. have to he's do with like, like the game plan of the other the team playoffs, more than right? anything. I think like they're the they're saying, oh, we're gonna make sure we check all these other guys who are bigger threats and we're going to leave Crowder over the same thing kind of the, the heat have been doing with Marcus Smart where it's like, yeah, they're, they're not guarding him as a yeah, shooter and they not, can make Marcus open shots, not. but it's just like, yeah, that's the guy we're going to let shoot. And I think Crowder is that guy. Yeah. I, I, I do think that he's in terms of the pick your poison or whatever, he's the guy that defenses are going to kind of leave. I'm really interested, you know, speaking of three point shooting and, and the heat struggles there in game three, I think I'm surprised Marcus Smart didn't open the series on Goran Dragic, and he obviously had uh, you know Dragic did not have a good game in Game Three. Smart did a really good job. I don't, I don't like any of the Heat's ball handlers dribbling one on one against Marcus Smart. I don't know that the Heat of anyone on the team who I feel comfortable dribbling. When was the last time the Heat had a great ball handler? I don't know. Don't tell me you Dwayne Wade because tell me you know this a little time <laughs> every time. Dwayne. Thirty and eleven, Dion. I've never. Maybe better. I mean seriously. Just think about it. who's last time you had this guy, just a great handle. Just real quick before I get into my point, who comes to mind? A good thought exercise. Timmy, LeBron, Jay, Will, Bino, Udri for sure. Bino, oh, yeah. Bino. Oh, Bino. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lifer. do you think there? There's just no one on the roster right now that I'm like one on one, Marcus Smart in front of them, that I would trust to keep the dribble without having to turn their back. A little bit. Pretty good point, man. I mean, Goron stuff has been getting shut down by Marcus Smart. Like, they've been just really relying on that pick-and-roll attack for, for exactly. obvious reasons. Which is why and I think it's really they, shut need, down. they need to find a way like they did in Game 2, which they made it a point. If Kemba Walker is guarding Duncan Robinson, Duncan's going to have to be comfortable shooting over him. And the, yeah. the, the, he's going to have to be comfortable getting not clean looks. And I think that's going to have to be a big part of the offense. You know, Duncan obviously had a great fourth quarter and, and kind of led that little mini comeback there at the end. Which had it was a little promising there for a second, uh, especially with the flagrant foul happened. But I think that Duncan's going to have to be a key piece even more so than normal because he can't just be the guy playing decoy or getting attention in the starting lineup. If Kemba is guarding him, he's going to have to be comfortable shooting over him. Well, you see, they threw Kemba on Jay Crowder last game, and I think that's another thing that's kind of worrisome for the Heat because you can't really attack Kemba with Crowder. But obviously, there's things you can do. You you can have Crowder screen and and. Yeah. for it to get a kind right. of matched up on whoever else but yeah stevens is definitely like trying to mitigate all these things i think he's he's made some good adjustments so far I, i'm a little worried i don't know about you guys because i think the heat had the one monkey wrench thrown to the series which was the zone and and i think as we all kind of know it zones we saw the heat what it was like for them during the regular season after a while it just loses its effectiveness you know it's like carbon dating or whatever that process is like you know just like exponentially the results they're gonna get worse and worse and i think boston's too well coached and too talented uh across the team especially when they play that best five group uh for the zone to be you know the heat's bread and butter this entire siege and i'm really curious what else Spo can throw at them because the heat have been not been comfortable guarding them one-on-one for the majority of the series. And I don't think the heat have the kind of guys who can attack Boston one-on-one the way Boston can attack Miami. The heat just always have one more defensive liability on the court, uh, unless they're willing to commit to playing Iguodala and, and seeing what that can do to the offense. I mean, obviously he's injured now, so that's its own story, but 
I don't, I don't know what Spo can throw at them. I do want to see him shorten the rotation. You know, uh, Gianni, I saw you throw out Kendrick Nunn's stats earlier in this <laughs> earlier today. I'm shocked he played in Game Three. I thought his minutes were going to DJJ entirely. I, I kind of think Spo needs to go to an eight man rotation. It's it's Hero. Uh, Olinick and DJJ are the only guys coming off the bench, and Olinick is just because, frankly, you need one more big. Wow, no Iguodala, huh? He looks... it, it, it's going to have to come to Iguodala's health, I think. I mean, if he's ready to go, I almost think you do Iguodala as the backup big and get rid of Olinick and see if mm-hmm. Boston really oh. does want to give Ennis Cantor these oh, minutes. I'm very pro Olinick. So the stats are um, wrong. Olinick's had a tough about... series, but go ahead. He's had a so series. the Heat have been outscored by 23 points per 100 possession when Kendrick Dunn plays the series. That's a minus 23 net rating. He's shooting 32% from the field and 8% from three. A uh, lot of over-dribbling. So in the Milwaukee series, I really liked it because the Milwaukee drop, he can kind of operate in that mid-range area. And even if he's not hitting as many shots, they could get guys cutting or whatever. He has a cushion in that series. He doesn't because the Celtics switch everything or they're going over screen. So he's the smallest guy on the court. He's not hitting shots and he's not effective as a spot up guy. Like this is no place for him in terms of the zone. The main reason why I think that they're employing it is because they need something to do to Kemba Walker. They don't really have a guy. one I want to defend him. Goran tries, God bless his soul, but it's, that's not it. Same with Tyler, especially when he gets into his bag, hitting that step back and everything you can do is you can put bigger lineups. That's more Derek. What's more Andre that, but you sacrifice the offense. I think that they're just going to be, have to be okay at some point with switching that and they're going to hunt Jay Crowder uh, if if they kind of try to put up as defensive as a lineup as they can. They're going to hunt Goran and they're going to hunt Jay because that's the only other... I mean, you're not going to look for Jimmy, right? And you're not going to look for, for Bam that they're really comfortable with that action. But if you're the Heat on the other end, you got to punish that, right? So if Jay Crowder, if, if they're hiding Kemba and Jay, then you have Kemba, you have Jay come screen for Tyler Hero or Jimmy Butler... And you kind of work in that way. The similar to what the Raptors did, you know, they were going at Kemba every game, and that's what the Celtics me, are doing too. No, yeah, and that to me is the one thing that he did not really do last game, and I think that that's the best way to get Jimmy going, because Tatum is making his life hell, and I think Jimmy's played a good series despite like the not really a no show. I mean, he had that he had those that stat padding fourth quarter and that fake comeback, but. I mean, other than that, he's played a really, really good series, and we know he's been a little passive to start games, but I think if they can get him going early, kind of getting those guards screening for him. Yeah, I don't know that they can afford that anymore. I don't know that they, they can, can afford. No, I was going to say, you know, what, you know what could get Jimmy going is Jimmy shooting when he gets inside the rim, like get to the rim, like <laughs> when he gets to the paint. You know, it seems like it seems like Jimmy just wants to prove that he can get all the way to the rim, but then he just wants to pass it, and it's like you got to find a way to finish in there. I think there's a value like so they love to run like Duncan plays to start the game right they, they really like to get those guys going early and I think that they trust that Jimmy can get himself going at any point but I just think kind of to what you said they got to get Duncan they, they Duncan has to be okay with shooting over that and Jimmy has to start early the other thing I really want to get to is Bam Adebayo has been arguably the best player in the series I mean the dude has been unreal on both ends of the floor, literally guards one through five. He's averaging 20, 10, five, two steals, two blocks, 64% true shooting. The dude is having 1.41 points per possession as a role man in the playoffs. In the regular season, he was 1.18. So he was like the 60th percentile, and now he's almost in the 90s. I just thought uh, of something. Is he like Amari with just one through, you know, guarding everybody one through five? Is that what he is he right now? He doesn't have the jump. Alex, in this how series, long, in this series, how long have I been wanting it? Doesn't have the face of game. Doesn't have the face of game. And I don't trust him dribbling. 
Doesn't have. All right, yet. I feel you. No, but when it comes to the pick and roll stuff, it's like he has never even been this good. But he has mastered it this series. I complete. I'm with you 100. I mean, think He's of think of who's coming to help. I mean, Jason Tatum is not like a rim defender, right? Like J- Jalen Brown is not a rim protector. Once he right? gets like, a step on Tice, that's it. Good luck. Like they get him rolling, and and even when Tice is not there, even if it's and he's done a lot of damage on Enos Cantor, uh, and that's why that I third think that quarter it, comeback in game two was all Enos Cantor. That like just that, boom, Stevens boom, is boom, like, okay, boom, that's boom. it. I learned my lesson. But like, if the Celtics want to end games going small lineup, fuck it. Bam comes to screen, and mm-hmm. and that might be a time that you can take Goran out, or you can take one of those minus defenders out and have Derek or Andre in because if you know. Even if another small guy comes to help on Bam, I think I'm okay with that. And Derek's been okay in the corner in the playoffs. Yeah, I I understand Bam. The numbers have been great, and certainly the impact is there. This is not me trying to come off as critical of Bam in any way. We all love Bam. Bam, please never leave. <laughs> I'm just un. I think the Celtics would be happy with a series in which. It's up to Bam to carry the Heat's offense. Yep. Because I just but don't. Would think, you not be okay with that? Would you not? I don't be, think like, so. I, I'd be okay I, with that. I don't know that he's aggressive enough uh, to do that for the course of a playoff series, and I also just don't see he still just lacks that little bit of refinement. Uh, this is what Bam's third year now. Yep. You know, and only second year really as a full time starter. I'm mean, not even no no Whiteside that was last year. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to more flashbacks. I more I was, flashbacks. I didn't think I was going to say like that so name long today. ago. I didn't think I was going to have to say that name today. Um, <laughs> it's a safe space. Yeah, it is. It is September and we're still finishing up last yes, season. So it literally I just is think a long that he, he just lacks a little bit of refinement as a scorer, which is fine. He shouldn't be expected to have that refinement. It's just going to be, you know, you see him in the post sometimes. You see him on on those floaters. He just looks the slightest bit unsure of himself in those moments, I think. And that that's what makes me nervous. And I, I think the Celtics would be okay with a series in which Bam, you know, as much as we want him to punish Jalen Brown, I don't think that that's a bad matchup for Boston on balance, considering, you know, Crowder's not going to take advantage of Kemba, and it keeps their good defenders on the Heat's best players. I want to, I mean, I, I honestly, I couldn't agree with you more, Rohan, because I, I was saying this on five on the floor yesterday that there's kind of going to be a stylistic battle now That's where I, I feel like the Heat and the Celtics are kind of big compared to. I mean, I know Gianni just wants to talk about five on the floor and Ethan's so I bad that to, he, he stops his own podcast. In. I had to get the joke in. Anyways. Go. Uh, you agree with, with Rohan. The Heat and the Celtics have been called similar teams, and I feel like there's going to be a stylistic battle now with what Rohan is talking about where it's like, yeah, Let's make Jimmy and Bam the scores. We're going to shut down all your perimeter actions. They've been switching everything, but now they're only playing good defenders, and they figured out what the Heat want to do. I just think they did an amazing job shutting down the Heat's actions in game three, even if there was a lot of open shots that they missed. I think they really struggled. And, and like, the Heat's offensive rating in the first two games, it's a small sample size, but it was very, very good. And the Celtics are an elite defense. I think the Celtics did a really good job on defense in game three, and it was because of what Rohan is talking about. They were trying to make – they are going to say, okay – we're going to give Bam all of that, but everybody else is going to have a really hard time. And I think that's kind of a good formula to stop the heat because I think once it comes to, like, what they really want to do is set everybody up. I don't think what they really want to do is to get Bam 27 points a game, which is great. I love when Bam does that. I think he looks so good out there. And, yeah, he's not the a, a polished scorer, but that's the one matchup that they've been able to really abuse. So I, I, They're I'm winning good with that. them. 
yeah, they're absolutely winning that. But the problem is, do you take that if you're the Celtics as long as everybody else is struggling, which is kind of the formula that you saw unfold in game three? And I think but, that's what they're going to bet on for the rest of the series. So, like, the thing is, and if you look on the Celtics side, like, you know, for as much as we love Jalen Brown and as cool as he is, that he's not, like, a refined scorer either. I've always compared him to, like, a Josh Richardson type guy that, you know, Jalen's not going to bend your defense, but Jalen can absolutely exploit a bent defense. And Jalen is not doing Euro steps, slithering in the paint, making stuff happen, right? Like, that's a guy like Kemba and Tatum has already he's just taking defense. advantage of bad defenders. He's going straight. Watch, watch, the, watch the film. He's going line drive from the corner, from the break to the rim, right? And there's nobody there because everybody's but rotating, and the Heat have done a was, good job of flying around. But there was a few times in the in the first half there where he got some easy points. I want to say it was early in the first quarter. And it, they were running this play, I think, like four straight times that got Tatum or Brown on the roll. And it involves getting Tice out, coming out to the three and making the pass to the inside. And the one thing there is, bam, guarding Tice as a shooter. Yeah, they got to stop We talked about that. this on Twitter. And I think that's one that's one easy adjustment for Spoto to make. It's like, yeah, this guy, he can hit an open three, but you want you let him fire away. Like, again, with the whole prioritization conversation, so right? So like, you, you put let him Tice? shoot. Do you put Duncan on Tice? Because that would be, I think that Duncan might pick up some fouls or something there pretty quickly. I mean, Tice I will not pick up fouls. It's not a, a terrible idea. I think I think Jay's a good idea too because that's a guy that can come help and they can switch actions. I mean, they're still going to run handoff stuff, right? So you don't want Duncan in that handoff right. action, but you want a guy that can switch that. So like, I think Jay Crowder is a good idea. I think Bam's also a good idea because they run all their all their screener roles with him. So if Bam can switch that action, then they like that. And Bam has been the key to Kemba not going off in every single game. And I think that was uh, kind of something that they... That in the zone. I think the zone does... Oh, no, no. Do. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Of course. The zone, the, the the whole point of the zone is, yeah, we don't, wanna, we don't want any of these mismatches that the Celtics keep trying to hunt. We're just going to have them see multiple bodies every time, they, every time they try to do something. And I think it's harder to do once you're playing less non-shooters. But yeah, man. So I know, Rohan, you got to go. You have things. You have important Sports Illustrated things to attend well, I'm to. Do, I, you know, I saw the success of you guys, and I decided I'm going to do my own daily podcast, which was maybe a very stupid idea. We just It's hard. Um, and we're going to run through the rest of the finals with the Basketball Daily Podcast. So, you know, I hope I hope to have some heat meat representation on at some point. You let me know. Where else can people find your work? I want people to consume as much rohan as they can well i appreciate it you know on twitter at rohan nodgurney um you know follow the the crossover podcast uh, on itunes wherever you get your podcast we do a daily podcast five days a week uh obviously talking a lot of heat right now because they're still in it so i think you guys will enjoy that but i i wish i could stay for longer we'll have to do this i i'm just you know as we all are right now during these quote-unquote unprecedented times just every day is a struggle I'm really hoping to come on this podcast, talk more heat soon. Uh, so hopefully we can figure that out. I don't know about pick? you guys, but I just want to say this. I'm terrified about this series. I don't feel good Me about too. it. Me too. I'm so glad oh, you said wow. it. I picked God, Boston in it. six, and I, you know, I Me just too. think that they are uh, – I, I really thought going into the series of the better team, they just – they're a little more balanced, and I think the heat's depth doesn't mean as much uh, in this round. I'm a little scared too. I picked up at six, but I I think this is at least going seven. I think that the Heat have kind of secured this being longer. <laughs> so Rohan, before you go, Brass is holding up a five. That was Brass that just was goes so cool. five. That was so cool. That was the coolest Bra- thing I've ever seen. Brass is holding up the five like he's not on the podcast and can't, can talk. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not doing this for clout. I just want. I just. But Rohan, I understand you. You picked the Celtics at this point in time. If you had to bet your life on it, who are you picking? <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. What a great question. With the context we have now, it's the not adjustments, the game plan. I think it's not a great question. Especially with Hayward back, I think I'm still going Celtics. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just nervous. Not Hashtag not a lifer. I approach Keep this five. I approach all these scenarios from I'm going to prepare for the worst. So maybe this just says more about me and who I am as a person. It's hurricane prep. Yeah, I just Is that just 2020? Is that yeah, what it's done to us? I can us? see the disdain in, in Brass's eyes right now. Like I've never seen anyone more disgusted with me. <laughs> In my, and I've had to tell my parents some pretty awful things that awful mistakes that I've made, and they've never looked as disgusted as me as Brad. I mean, I, I I get it. I know why people are freaking out. I I can understand that. We've we've been in this kind of situation before with the Celtics, but but though but the, but that time we you know the Heat had LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. You know, it was just a little different. Chris Bosh eraser. Yeah, we have shooters now. <laughs> we do have shooters. That will never get old to me. By the way, I know Gianni. We'll have to do a whole episode one time about why. I think you're trying too hard about pretending to like Whiteside. I like Hassan. No, I was literally don't. just you thinking, think I was like, man, y'all are don't. too hard on Hassan. We can do a whole episode of things yeah. he tries too hard on. The things, oh, yeah, we, we, you, <laughs> the things you think you like about him are, in fact, not true. And all I'll just say is one of the, the most satisfying moments of this season were when Heat fans chanted, we got shooters uh, at him. They're just the, the intelligence of our crowd to remember that quote uh, and, and bring it up. That was awesome. We have an all-time. I mean, the the Paul Pierce sucks. Like Dwayne Wade's retirement oh, was all. Yeah. I mean, we have a great crowd. We do. Don't forget we're, we're when just, Hassan tried to act like that wasn't a shot. At <laughs> right, <me>. right, <laughs> right, right after the game. That's not what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were in the locker room, right? <laughs> yeah, I was right in front of him when he was saying all that. It was pretty funny. Okay, Go ahead. You're the I best, should man. run. But thank you, you guys uh, so much. You're the best, dude. Uh, Thanks, take bro. care. All right, we'll talk have soon. Have a good one. Thank you. That was Brohan at Carney. Check him out on everything that we said. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere right now at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply only valid through September 30th. Did someone say playoffs, NBA and NHL are playing for gold and our partners Bet Online have you covered? Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports. And remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline. 
your online sportbook experts. I don't know, guys. Like, I'm. This is how Heat and Five is supposed to look like. You know, we said this on the post game show. It doesn't sound like you still feel that way. I don't know, man. You know that. You know how I am. Like, well, I wanna, well, to be honest, to be fair, it, I'm the one who said that. You did last you did, time. You did so. So you carried it. I. You know, there are times that I realize that cocky Heat fan can never truly be back because behind us we had LeBron, Dwayne, and Bosh. Ray Allen, Shane Battier, right? Like now, I gotta look at Kelly Olynyk and be like, "Dog, you good?" You know what I mean? It's not, it's not the same. I, don't I know, mean, man. yeah, but you know, you know what's gonna fully bring that back, like a hundred percent, is is when we run through and beat the gauntlet of of Giannis, uh, TJ Gordon Warren. Hayward, and yeah, exactly, TJ Warren and Hayward, and uh, and then LeBron in the finals. You said Tatum and, Hayward over Tatum. That's funny. This really is well, no, but I'm saying run. that in terms in terms of like you know Heat. You know the failed heat acquisition. Nemesis. You know, I mean, that's just that 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 would be. It's fully back. It's just going to be permanent at that point. I don't care who gets washed after that. That you're just it just becomes a permanent. You know, cocky status after that. I mean, this has become a series. I think that for all the all the cocky Heat fan, all the Dave Dufour Celtics in four or five, I think that the Celtics had to save their season. The Celtics season was on the line on. Sunday, what fucking day was it? Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. Yeah, it's been a while. Their, their season was on the line Saturday night, and they did what they had to to save it. Barely, because he got within four after they were having another collapse. Uh, the Heat had an unprecedentedly bad shooting night, yeah. uh, which brought them into that hole. And if they don't do that, you know, it's probably a, it's a much closer game, not probably. Um, and I think the team's cards are on the table, and I think that the Celtics have done what they can. And their last card to play was Gordon Hayward coming in and saving the day. Now the Heat have options. Now the Heat have time to tinker, to move around. They have time to figure out. You know, as for as good as Marcus Smart is on Dragic, that's not an unsolvable problem, especially with the way Bam is playing as a role man. You know, and, and the way Bam is slipping those screens is really How effective. How confident are you in the Heat's offense other than Bam as a role man, which is obviously... I'm confident in the Heat offense. This is a good fucking offense. Very this confident. Is, this is, no, these, I am, these guys... Alex, I too, I've said like, this a bunch. These, this is not the Clippers. Like these guys are not, and I'm, I'm so confident in that. These guys are not the Clippers. These guys are not just gonna fucking forget how to play. These guys are just not gonna roll over and quit. These guys shouldn't even be as good as defense as they are. And like the fact that their offense has been good all season, we've been dead ass wrong about that. No, yeah, I, I wasn't calling their offense bad at all. I was trying to make a point about how do you see them adjusting to to that adjustment when you have the Dragic thing cut off and when you have just wing defender after wing defender. To, to throw at Jimmy, like I, I do think it's a question for sure. Even if you do they have were, all these shooters, even if we do believe that that type of uh, terrible shooting performance isn't going to happen game after game, I do think it's a question, right? Like it, they've been great. They've been, I mean, they beat the Pacers. They beat the Bucks. Those guys were top five defenses. The Celtics are another top five defense. I definitely am not doubting the Heat offense. What I am doubting is kind of their ability to create points at the same rate that they were in games one and two. I do really like the adjustments that the Celtics made in game three as far as for them, obviously not for the heat. They, I, I thought they were really good ones. And I'm just nervous. Like, what what do you think they should do from here? Like, what are some things that you would like to see in game four relative to the stuff that was thrown at the heat in game three? More guard I, screening for Jimmy. I think that's like the one obvious thing. Bread and butter that was working in game one and two. And no, and that's the thing that's worked all playoffs for them. Like, that's been their go-to. It's, it's Goran screening. I think that, you know, if I... I this is going to sound funny, but the two big lineups with Olenek and Bam, I believe in that. 
And if Olenek does not have an uncharacteristically bad shooting night, you know, he was getting a lot of really good looks because the way that they use Bam in those sets, they have Bam cutting off screen and they have Duncan Robinson screening for him. So if you're Kelly Olenek and you're up top and you're kind of triggering that handoff and Duncan screening and then going to get the handoff, all of a sudden those defenders that are switching a lot, now you have a bunch of things to switch. And what happens is we saw in the end of that Denver Laker game, when you switch everything and there's a lot of shit happening off ball, you make mistakes. Yeah. You know, like I think that every team is not the Warriors and last year's Raptors, right? Those are like incredibly high IQ basketball teams with guys that can switch everything and that can handle that kind of coverage. I think this Heat team is like that. I think this Heat team has the kind of guys that are smart enough to do that. The Celtics, you know, Jalen gets lost off ball a lot. You know what I mean? Like Marcus as well. Like these are guys that. At the end of the day, those guys are A defenders and the Heat are always throwing out. Guys who are barely B defenders, and but the Heat you know are kind of collectively, you know what I mean? Like what they've done, Alex. But what they've done, I mean, they have a better coach. I'm with you, I'm, man. I can't, I'm I can't believe you. I'm arguing on behalf of this defense who I've been shitting on them all year. But I'm with you though, man. I've been saying the same thing <laughs> on five on the floor. I trust them now. Like I was not in that place earlier in the year. As far as like they've been, they've been completely surpassing expectations all season, right? And I think that's from the start. But now this is a different identity. Like this is a different team to me. Ever since they started switching everything, ever since they shortened the rotation, it really is a better team on offense and defense. It's just a lot cleaner. But now it's just gonna, the margins are so slim that it's like, okay, back to being nervous, back to lemon booty. (laughs) You have lemon booty? Brass is not liking this right now, and I'm I'm still picking the Heat. By the way, I'm just saying this is this is going to be a really good series. I I'm think. just it's be I, like, I I feel like yeah. I mean I understand the the worry in people, but you know with Hayward coming back, it's like people are treating this like you know game three against the Spurs, you know it you know in 2014, you know it's like oh no they they've got us all figured out here. Shit, what are we gonna do? And like it's not time to panic in that in that respect. You know, I still think this last game, not that we keep on harping on this, but like there were so many things that went wrong for us, but so many self-inflicted things that went wrong with us. There were plenty of open shots, plenty of open shots. The cool thing about the offense on this team this season is you never knew what night someone was just going to go off. And unfortunately, except for that, like hero uh, was at the second first, quarter first where half. was a, it was, it was first half. Yeah. He just completely went off and like, oh, fuck, he's our savior tonight. This is going to be great. And then, and then he kind of, you know, and then he just like everyone else got completely cold. It's very unusual to see this team. It's like no offense working. Um, and also, like, I really, I'm hoping, you know, I don't think we're going to get too much success in this series running the offense through BAM. Um, but that being said, I really, I'm hoping offensively he can make a bigger impact at the start of the game because the last couple games – he started like oh four oh four oh five. I mean, it was just like nothing happening. And then he turns it around and he starts dunking, you know. And and the and his, then it's on you know his offense starts clicking. But I I think at that point the the leads you know the Celtics lead just starts to feel more insurmountable. And then when you get Tyler out there, that dude has you know elephant balls, and he will just shoot, just lights out. And if if I mean, if, if if he makes it, hey great and then he's rolling but then there will be some you know just empty lane to the basket and he's like nope fuck it i'm just gonna shoot a three because wouldn't that be cool you know and it's like home oh, run a lot man like shit like i i love it i, I love applaud it, I, love I, it. I, I, I do love applaud it. that there's some there's some real beasley in that kid um but like what's that supposed just, to be 
Only good things, I'm sure. I, for me, yeah. it's only good things. It's super. That cool. is the best. No, it's a bad. But I'm saying just that, that just that, he's so sure about his shot, and that's huge. That's great. That's exactly what you want. I mean, to be that sure about your shot in your first in first, uh, you know, playoffs is just it's incredible. But the thing is, like, they can't they can't let leads get out of control like that again it just can't happen i mean they can they can do it they can come back i mean they were down by 20 and cut it to four but like man it has to stop they, they can't they can't they, keep playing like that they, they can't, can't man like they're they not good and also good. also boston got whatever the fuck they wanted on the inside in the in that last game it was just you know like, that's the other thing that we haven't mentioned boston weird. had like 64 points in the paint and miami was the best team one of the either the best or the second best team in the regular season in limiting points in the paint Right, like the team yeah. shot a high percentage while it, well when they got to the restricted area, but the Heat really kept people I, out of there. I mean, I think it's a kind of another important adjustment that was made in Game Three. Like, uh, uh, they're getting Bam out of the paint, man. Like, I, I I was watching the game back. There was so many times where they got those points in the paint and Bam wasn't there. And I'm not saying it at, at like to, to say something bad about him. It's about their defensive game plan. I think they're kind of using that whole switch everything mantra against them because they're saying, okay. You're going to get the switch where Kemba's not going to get a good look. We're just going to pass and get somebody else attacking the rim and attacking your worst defenders. And if Bam's not there on the back line, that's going to produce something. So I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we saw uh, Spo just kind of tell Bam to stick to the paint more often and kind of hover in between the paint and Tice if you want to get like a soft contest on the three. At the end of the day, they just got to uh, kind of they can't let that paint be open ever because that's where they can really take advantage. That's where they can really get going that's on they, offense. That's where they run the up the score. Offense starts to kind of stutter once you get them over dribbling. But if they can just get a quick drive downhill to the rim on a Duncan Robinson or a Tyler Hero, whoever that matchup is, and there's no one there in the, the back The Celtics line, were doing that uh, to Duncan a lot. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They, they, kept, they, they found a better way to abuse matchups by taking Bam out of the paint first. And I think that's something that you get what I'm saying? They use the Heat's willingness to switch against them, I think. Well, I mean, in that case, it's more like Bam. Just, they they kind of stick Tice on a corner, and then Bam is respecting him a little too much. Yeah. I mean, if I, anything, they got to switch back. Like, after that switch no, but happens that's and not the a ball switch. moves. You know what I mean? Like, Bam on Tice is not a, not the switch, right? No, that's just... no, no. I'm saying, let's say Bam gets switched on to Kemba. Like, like Kemba. I mean, the oh, and then Kemba happens. gives the ball up, and then Bam's just standing in the perimeter. Gotcha. That's what I'm talking about. That's no, what you, I'm talking you could about. just they drop sometimes. They got to go sometimes. back to the paint. They got to figure that part out because there was too many there where I, I feel like they got it too easy. Their that's how you got Jaden Brown going, man. Like, Jaden Brown's not going to get going playing the one-on-one stuff. And like you said, he can score playing off of bent defenses. But if you start giving him these drives to the rim like that, like he's going to start feeling himself, man. That's what we saw in game three. He did not look like that in game one and two. And he's a really good player, man. But like those are the ways that you get him going. And like, okay, you're going to stick Duncan on him every time. We're going to really start abusing that. And I, I think it took Stevens a little bit too long to do that. But uh, I think that's an easy adjustment that can be made for sure as far as getting Bam in the paint more. So, we expecting any expecting any weird like lineup changes? From Spo, or you think Spo's just gonna stick straight. with the same spotation? I think they just gotta stop with the no Jimmy, no Bam minutes. I think we've reached the limit, uh, or maybe I mean, if anything, you're gonna do if you're gonna do it, <laughs> do it for like three minutes, five minutes well, at most. Like, well, also if they can if they can stop those those crazy runs by Boston where they're they're down by you know 12, 14 points, you could fully you you can safely eliminate all the Kendrick Nunn minutes if you can't already <laughs> safely convince yourself to do that to begin with. But I mean that's why because they're like, hey, you know, he's he's a good offensive player when he's on. 
but um, unfortunately, that I still how think that, that, how bad that, that you foul was. Time? That foul was the fucking most idiotic. <laughs> what foul, did he think man. he was gonna do? That he shit was, pissed me off so much. It was too much. late to even hug him. Like you know what I'm saying? Like when you foul somebody like that who's just way ahead of you, like you have to bring him down with your arms. There was nothing he could do there so but foul. Like he had no space to cover. He's way smaller. He doesn't jump like that. I had no clue what was going through his head. He was just. He's just out there, and I, I, I do. I feel bad for him. Like I literally feel bad for him. He, he was a really good rookie. He deserved to be in the All Rookie First Team yeah. throughout the regular season. He's just not the same player. He doesn't have the same dynamic skill to his game that Hero does. And I, and I, I just think it's kind of gotten exposed. And and I know there's more mitigating factors, right? Like all, all the COVID stuff. He joined the team yeah, late. Sure. I don't think he's ever really found his rhythm. He's not playing off of Jimmy, Bam, and Duncan, and getting all those comfy looks he got all season. But I think that's why he's been exposed, man. He's like, he just doesn't have that part of his game yet. I think he could develop it, but he's just such a limited player right now, man. He can be out there. And I don't want to just be, talk about Kendrick Nunn here because we want to talk about another guy who needs to provide on offense or else he's not really doing anything. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, what are his what are his on-off splits? Like, I, I, I wouldn't imagine they're great. If he's not out, if you he's want not for on the there, for the playoffs or just for the series, yeah, just for the series, just for the series. His three point shooting I was, was unbelievable. Would be a, a good few weeks pick ago. and pop big, like I thought. Uh, him getting matched up versus Robert Williams was good. Robert Williams got cooked by Ibaka in the same pick and pop action in the last series, but Robert Williams got benched for Canter in game two, and then again, uh, in, in game, I think they played Canter again in game three, right? Yep. And yeah. then, and then I think after I think from now on we're gonna see Grant Williams be their main backup five, which is is really smart because he can move and he can cover the paint, and Bam's not gonna post him up, you know. But that matchup isn't there for for Kelly to exploit anymore. He needs to start hitting these threes, though. So I'm gonna get those numbers for you in a second. But I I really like him. Like I think in theory he's good, and I I think that his kind of woes have been overstated. So. When Kelly's on the court, ooh man, this is bad. They're minus twenty seven. I told oh, you, fuck. man. Like, oh man, Nunn's, that's bad. I told if Nuns are bad, that's Kelly's worse. Has it, to that's be worse bad. than Nun. Yeah. Uh, the defense. Ooh man, eighty nine offensive rating, one sixty defensive rating. Woo wee. And there you go. That's literally like the when perfect. Kelly's off, they're uh, they're plus seven point five for hundred possessions. It needs to be better. Yeah, I was really, I was really expecting uh, Kelly and and Jay to have the Celtics all figured out. Yeah, you would you would think so. Yeah. To kind of talk to your other point, uh, Jimmy and Bam minutes when they're off the floor in these playoffs, it's seven hundred and seventy three minutes of them off the floor, and they're minus two point six per hundred possessions. When they're both on, they're plus six point five seven, and then when one is off and the other's on, it's about the same, around like one point eight uh, net rating. So clearly, that that seven seventy three number. That's not good. That's too much. A lot of minutes, man. That's, that's too many. Yeah. And again, that's the entire playoffs. It's not just a series, but that's and, and part of that is garbage time against the Pacers and all that. But it, it's just too much. It's just we we're too late in the game. We're too late in the season where one of your two best players is not on the court at all times. It it's they can't they can't do anything time. versus Boston anymore. And yeah. like I, I no. just think and you kind of get the Lakers either. and have kind of figured out who can and can't play in the series. Like, I don't think we're going to see Cannon. We're not going to see Romeo Langford again. That's for damn sure. See, we're at the point in the series now that we know who can and can't play. We know who should. That's and what I just said. Play. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm reiterating. That's what a great point. I'm like, God damn, Alex. That's <laughs> Steve that Martin. Also. Like, does he, did he just ignore me? <laughs> no, I, I heard you. I'm reiterating like, damn, that was a really good point. We are, we are at this yeah. point of the series. And now, I mean, yeah, none is 
clearly not that guy. He can't be in the rotation as much as I would like him to hit some shots. I, mean, I, th- he, that, he that, I even, think that game was he it didn't for even him. Hit shots I, versus Milwaukee, like when the yeah. drop was there. You know what I'm saying? I, I, Spo definitely held on to him. He was better as a spot up shooter, though. He was he was better in that series as a spot up shooter. I don't have the numbers, but it just yeah. felt that way. Yeah. Derek is minus twenty in this series, by the way. Andre's minus eleven. I, I, Derek feeling, I mean, they gotta you. get Andre more minutes, man. I know he's had the back tightness and stuff. At the end yeah. of the day, like they signed this man to an extension. Like, what are we? We're in the Eastern Conference Finals. We're in the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. against there a team with multiple players. wings. Yeah, he wanted to play with a contender. Here you go, buddy. I, yo, <laughs> let's do this. Yo. let's do this. But I mean, he must. I mean, he plays, played seven minutes the last two games. I mean, it's got to be. They got to be kind of worried about this. You know. This break is going to be. Great I have a for question him. for you guys. So, yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm super hyped. Thank you, Monday Night Football. There that are, I don't give a fuck about right now. There are really four don't. players this series for that have a positive on court rating on the Heat. It's only four. Would you like to guess who they are? Jimmy Bam. Hero Goron, or uh, yeah. maybe one, uh, maybe one, maybe not Hero, maybe you Crowder. Want, you want to try Bra- Brass? Uh, I mean, I would definitely say got to be Jimmy and Bam. Um, hmm, I don't know. You're I'll, wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll th- Duncan, what? Bam, Crowder, Tyler, Jimmy's minus. Shit. Uh, Duncan. No wonder. No wonder Spo benched him. He's better, plus nine. Better without Jimmy. Mm. My mm. column, Colin. Uh, they're plus nine when Duncan's on, uh, which is the highest on the team. Bam is second at eight. Jay Crowder's at eight, and Tyler's at one point three. By the Jay way, is Duncan Bam is dominating the way he has in the role, I think can be like halfway attributed to Duncan kind of being face guarded the entire series because since there, since he's getting checked every single time, I feel like Bam the role is available for him every time because he could just speed by Tice. I feel like if they weren't guarding Duncan so aggressively, Duncan will be having a better series and Bam wouldn't look as dominant. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think part of it is a byproduct of the way that, that they've aggressively uh, face guarded Duncan Robinson. I don't think Duncan gets enough credit as a defender, actually. And I say that because usually guys who shoot like that are a defensive liability. Where, But he he's still he can still like really stand his own. And he, the thing is he just, you know, he gets some really ticky tack fouls early in the game. And that, that kind of takes him out of it. It was know? that one foul that I can't, I can't get out of my head against Jalen Brown in, in transition when, when yeah. Brown had him like sealed and, and he got the and one, you know what I'm talking about? He turned yeah. around yeah, and yeah, hit yeah, that yeah. little, yeah. That, how was that a foul? Anyways, I mean, you're right about wasn't. Duncan. He definitely I'm just gets saying, I, you know, I, I'm just, That's I'm not, I'm not calling, I'm not calling him a great defender or anything, but I mean, I just, I, I think that, you know, a lot of people just assume like, oh, he's he's terrible at it. And honestly, he he does fine. I, I mean, as so, long as he's not getting like like the what we were talking about earlier, when Jalen Brown just gets some one on one going downhill and Bam isn't yeah. there to help, that's where I'm like, okay, someone needs to go down there and help J- and, yeah. and help Duncan. Sure. But in a in a team in in, in the concept of I mean in the in the context of a team defense, I, I think you're right. I think Duncan does a pretty good job. So we talked about this kind of before the series that we thought this would be more of a Duncan series than the than the Milwaukee one because you know they don't have to deal with Chris Middleton and Wes Matthews and Eric Bledsoe but flying over screens. Every single Nick- team has honed in on him. Every single team. No, but face. but Alex, he's back to his regular season numbers. This motherfucker shooting forty five percent from three again. We're yeah. back, baby. Putting up yeah. nine attempts. We're back. 
I never doubted the percentage, man. It's just about him being able to get comfy shots off. That's dude what I'm. Shot forty five percent from three for the regular season. Like that's fucking insane. I I I just have to say that. I, mean, I still don't understand how. I still don't understand <laughs> how he part. wasn't nominated for most improved. That doesn't. I. I that is the definition. Yeah, we should have got more improved. mad about that. We should have. We were too. Ma- we were too busy getting mad. Well, because at, like, we're all, the all yeah. NBA team and Bam and. Well, and, we're all pissed at Bam not getting it. But honestly, Duncan, Jesus, Duncan might have had a better case. Like for real. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, and Bam had an incredible case, but like Duncan, shit, he had three times as many. Have you guys noticed reasons. that the national the national perspective now is that Duncan Robinson and his and, and the story of him and that now that's become the mainstream thing. People are kind of like side eyeing us now. <laughs> like I saw a tweet about oh, uh, game three bingo or, or game three uh, drinking game. Every time Duncan Robinson's uh, D three story gets mentioned. Or oh yeah, I know for sure, for sure. I would be. It, it's a new Jason Tatum is only twenty years old or whatever. But you know whatever. what, man? This that's why I don't like it, man. The Celtics just got a bunch of like top picks. This Heat team really is like the thing of of like a comic book. Like if Pat Riley were to create a world of a, a, a team of Heat culture uh, of just like these incredible stories, like you couldn't come up with a better one. This team is just, except really for is like yeah. Duncan Robinson. Look except at his for Kendrick. Story. Except for Kendrick, okay. Kendrick's older. and Kendrick, Kendrick, Kendrick's the worst. With everybody else, Jimmy's story's great. Everybody else's, Bams, uh, Rob Mahoney. Listen, read Rob Mahoney's piece on Duncan. That shit was good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of, of crazy stuff. stories on this team. Like, like you said, Jimmy, Jimmy's story, Bam's story, Duncan's story. I thought that Jimmy's story was like NBA Instagram being like doing putting up like fake news. I didn't know that because then ESPN put the graphic up, and I was like, oh wow, this. But he was kicked out of his house at 13 years old. Mm-hmm. You seriously never knew that? I mean, I I thought you were that a Levitard bunch. guy. He, no, he, I know. He did I, I thing with Jimmy, I don't, like I years don't know. ago, years ago, and that was like when Jimmy was first coming up as a star, and he was and he talked about that getting kicked out of his house, and and I think that's where he there was a quote or like, Do you know why he, he was kicked out of his house? Off, he cuts off the rearview mirror in his car because he doesn't like looking in the past. <laughs> I think that's where that story came from. That's like the uh, what were you saying? I was going to make an anime reference, but I decided Brass nope. was going to make fun of me. You said exactly. something about why he got kicked well out of his house. Is yeah, that... do you know why? No. You don't know? We don't know why? Oh, I thought you were going to say it. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. I was asking. I was... Good hosting. Uh, clearly, uh, I'm not familiar with the story where I thought it was fake. Excellent producing, Brian. Yo, I wish Brad was here. Brad's out here doing... Man, good for Brian. Whatever By the Brian way, is doing right now, consummating his marriage, good for you, Brian. Bri- you have to get <laughs> well, divorced. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, so he's not he's not getting an annulled because it's all his fault. He has to get divorced. I mean, if they lose it- tomorrow, if they lose Wednesday, I mean, we at Heat Twitter, we have to call for Brian's re- resignation from marriage. Listen, man, on my honeymoon, that's when uh, the big three was formed. Oh, so. really? Yo, mm-hmm. Brass, thank you. Dude, I was, in, I was in Hawaii. Dude, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Get divorced and remarried. Hey, Brass, the year, the year my son was the year my son was born, won the finals. Oh, okay. How about this? So next year, pre prior to off season 2021, you remarry your wife. And then after they land Giannis because of that good voodoo you laid on them, you you have another kid so they yeah. can win the finals. Ooh, the good? kid thing is going to be a little more difficult. Mm, I don't know. I think I think Brass. I think you have to be a team player here. We all know. Listen, every, I love everyone tweeting at the Heat account because we talked about the superstitions that we didn't go with last time. Brass, you got to beat one for the team, have some accountability, and do what's right. What am I going to start a fucking GoFundMe to get a reverse vasectomy? Like, what are we what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, can we? Fuck no. By the way, I didn't wear the Not jersey a that I wore in no. game one and two. 
After okay. after a remote learning with two of my kids, like both my kids, fuck that. No way, no way. Am I having a third? At what age? I don't do care you if we don't win kid, again. Man, I got a vasectomy because I just didn't want to deal with more of you. You think I haven't told him already? <laughs> I don't want to deal with you, motherfuckers, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Close up shop. <laughs> Did it hurt? We're we're doing this. We're I don't really know. I'm curious. I'm, I've never met anybody that's had one. I mean, it's not going to hurt as much as losing the series. <laughs> This guy. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com